Hi, my name is Kaden, and welcome to Hot Topics. In this podcast, we will talk about the difficult topics that people have trouble discussing and issues people argue over. We will see both sides and opinions and discuss them civilly. Or, this will just be an informant podcast. So please, sit back and tune in. Today I want to tell you a story. A story about two friends. Let's call them Grace and Lizzie. Grace and Lizzie met when they were eight years old. Grace was new to town and didn't know anyone. The first people Grace hung out with, I guess, is what an elementary student would call the popular kids. Grace hung out with them for a few weeks before she decided she didn't like the crowd for the way they were rude to people. So when she finally had enough, she left them to walk around the playground and look for new friends. Then she sees Liz, swinging all alone, with no one around her. So Grace walks up to her and says, Hi. Elizabeth slows down her swinging and looks at Grace confused. Uh, hi? Why are you swinging alone? Grace asks. I don't have many friends, Elizabeth responds sadly. Well, you have me. I'm Grace. She states proudly and sits on the swing beside Elizabeth. Um, okay. I'm Elizabeth. The girls become friends, stayed friends for years. One day, Grace and Elizabeth were walking home from school. They were in the sixth grade now, and Elizabeth takes off her hoodie. Grace doesn't notice at first, but when she looks over, she grabs Elizabeth's hand and inspects her arm. Did you do this? Grace asks with tears in her eyes. She inspects the nearly fresh wounds. Elizabeth grows quiet and looks down at the ground. Yeah, she says softly, tears flowing down her face. Why? Why wouldn't you come to me? Grace asks. Elizabeth starts crying. I didn't want to burden you. You're never a burden to me, Liz, Grace says, worried and upset with her friend. Why didn't you tell me you were feeling like this? Elizabeth gets quiet. I I don't know. She says, barely above a whisper. And that's just the first time. Months later, Grace has noticed the scars and the wounds have gotten worse. When people ask Liz about them, Grace would stop and help with excuses. Oh, we were climbing a tree, and she fell. Scratched her arm on the way down, she'd tell them, and they would nod and walk away. Over the weeks, the wounds got redder and more frequent. They multiplied. One day, Grace decided to go over to Elizabeth's house for a surprise visit. Grace creeps into the bedroom, (laughs) wanting to scare her, and freezes as soon as she sees. Elizabeth stands looking in the mirror, crying, holding a knife to her throat. Grace runs in. No, Lizzie, stop! Elizabeth jerks and drops the knife. Grace runs to her and hugs her. Elizabeth shakes as she sobs before falling to the floor. Grace falls with her and hugs her close as they both cry. Grace petting her hair and telling her, It's okay. Everything will be alright. Grace saved Elizabeth that day. I know this story because this is the story of me and my best friend. There are over 6,400 teens who attempt suicide a year in the year 2019 in the U.S. The numbers go up by the hundreds each year. Between the ages of 14 and 24, suicide is the second leading cause of death. This isn't an easy topic to discuss, but we need to before someone you love gets hurt. The signs of suicide are, are as follows. Obsessing with death, depression, final arrangement, if they've had a past attempt before, and of course, obvious threats. Symptoms of depression are as follows. Trouble concentrating, pessimism and hopelessness, insomnia or oversleeping frequently, irritability, loss of interest in things that they once enjoyed, 
overeating, or appetite loss, and persistent, sad, anxious, or empty feelings. If you notice any of these symptoms in a friend or a loved one, talk to them. Acknowledge the symptoms. Talk to them cautiously. And talk to a trusted adult or a school counselor, because while they might tell you they're fine, they might not be. Another topic we wanted to get into more detail about is depression. Approximately 20% of teens experience depression before they reach adulthood. And between the ages of 10 and 15% suffer from these symptoms at one time, and only 30% of the depressed teens are actually being treated for it. There are eight types of depression. Major depression, manic or bipolar depression, depressive psychosis, premenstrual dysphoric depression, disorder, seasonal depression, situational depression. I'm going to explain six of these types. Manic or bipolar depression is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that could include an emotional highs, mania or hypermania, and lows depression. Persistent depression disorder is a continuous long-term chronic form of depression. You may lose interest in normal daily activities, feel hopeless, lack productivity, and have low self-esteem, and an overall feeling of emptiness. These feelings last for years and can significantly intervene with your relationships, school, work, and daily activities. Depression is a mood that causes persistent feelings of sadness and loss of interest. This is also called major depressive disorder or clinical depression. It affects how you think, feel, behave, and can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. You may have trouble doing daily activities and sometimes you may feel as though life isn't worth living. Next one is situational depression. Situational depression is a short-term stress-related type of depression that can develop after you experience a traumatic event or series of events. Situational depression is a type of adjustment disorder. It can make it hard for you to adjust to your everyday life following a traumatic event. Depressive psychosis is a subtype of major depression that occurs when severe de depressive illness includes some type of psychosis. Psychosis could be hallucinations such as voices telling you that you're no good or that you're worthless, or delusions such as intense feelings of worthlessness or, or some other break with reality. Seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, is a type of depression that is related to the changes in the seasons. SAD begins at around the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms probably start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Less often, SAD causes depression in the spring or early summer. The next topic we are going to talk about are types of eating disorders. One of the most common is anorexia nervosa. People with anorexia generally view themselves as overweight, even if they're dangerously underweight. They tend to constantly monitor their weight, avoid eating certain types of food, severely restrict their calories. Being considerably underweight compared to people of similar age and height, with very restricted eating patterns and a tense fear of gaining weight or persistent behaviors to avoid gaining weight despite being underweight, and resentless suit of thinness and unwillingness to maintain a healthy weight a heavy influence of body weight or perceived body shape on self-esteem. A dist of anorexia is often officially categorized into two subtypes, the restricting type and the binge eating and purging type. 
Individuals with a restricting type lose weight sorely through dieting, fasting, or excessive exercise. Individuals with a binge eating and purging type may binge on large amounts of food or eat very little. In both cases, after they eat, they purge using activities like vomiting, taking laxatives, or exercising excessively. Anorexia can be damaging to the body. Over time, the individuals living with it may experience the thinningness of their bones, infertility, brittle hair and nails, the growth of a layer of fine hair all over the body. In severe cases, anorexia can result in heart, brain, or multiple organ failure and death. Another known eating disorder is bulimia nervosa. Like anorexia, bulimia tends to develop during adolescence and early adulthood and appears to be less common among men than women. People with bulimia frequently eat unusually large amounts of food in a specific period of time. Each binge eating episode usually continues until the person becomes painfully full. During a binge, a person usually feels like they cannot stop eating or can control how much they are eating. Binges can happen with any type of food, but most commonly occur with foods the individual would normally avoid. Individuals with bulimia then attempt to purge to compensate for the calories they consumed and relieve gut discomfort. Common purging behaviors include forced vomiting, fasting, laxatives, enemas, and excessive, e- excessive exercise. Symptoms may appear to those of binge eating or purging subtypes like of anorexia. However, individuals with bulimia maintain a relatively normal weight rather than becoming under. If you believe any of your loved ones have any of these symptoms of any of the topics that we've discussed today, please talk to them, talk to a counselor, and talk to a trusted adult. That is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it eye-opening and informative. If you enjoyed this episode, please join us next time on Hot Topics with Kate and Grace.